Today we're talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Lies! Deception! Yeah, he's right. Today we're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Starring wow. Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Ben Mendelsohn, Donnie Yen, Mads Mikkelsen, Alan Tudyk, Jean Wen, and Forrest Whitaker. Directed by kinda Gareth Edwards, kinda Tony Gilroy, as we're talking about. I'm sure that but really... mostly Gareth Edwards. Oh, I'm sure that really confused a few people, and they yeah. immediately were like, Wow, well, I want to listen to Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> this is Rogue One. This is Rogue One. We were, we were doing a cold open on that This one. is Rogue One. This is so, Rogue One. Hey. So, uh, if you're a first-time listener and you don't really know, I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matt. I'm Logan. And uh, we're almost now, we're nearing the end of our Star Wars series. This is, I believe, our ninth Star Wars podcast. God. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're getting there. But, um, so yeah, we're to the first ever spinoff. Yes. First yes. ever spinoff Star film. Wars story. Yeah, <laughs> which I really hope they drop those after Solo. I kind of like that. Really? Oh, they're, I don't like they're it. They're doing an Obi-Wan. Didn't the Obi-Wan No, I'm saying the, the uh, sto- uh, Star Wars story. Well. Like, oh. Thing okay. I thought you were saying I'm, just completely. I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't no, want no. more Star Wars. I don't know what you're talking um, about. But no, yeah, and Disney announced, you know, one a year, and obviously they weren't going to be doing a saga movie every year, so it, their natural inclination was go to uh, anthologies. So, wh- what were you guys' feelings going into this back in two years ago, roughly when it came out? I was ecstatic. I was like, more Star Wars, give it to me, give me all the Star Wars. I saw the commercials, uh, I saw the promotionals, which were not included in the movie, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but I was really excited for it, just because it looked really cool. And I like, I, I tend to like war movies, and like Star Wars for me had always kind of been the thing where like you never really saw casualties that heavily. Like, I mean, of course, there's Order 66, and you see Alderaan getting blown up. Spoilers. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, well, it is, yeah, technically. Maybe, yeah. For 1977. Uh, for 1977. Um, but, like, you never really get to see, like, individual people dying. Like, you never see that, like, the main character... The main char- characters never die. Like, yeah. they're never really, like, heavily influenced. Like, and stakes aren't really permanent. But, like, in this movie, it really made... Uh, a lot of <laughs> things more permanent. And I'd like war stories, so... <coughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that's why I was so excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite of Brendan. Uh, when I heard that they were developing these anthology movies... I figured you would I be. was like, no, like, I'm one of the people who was like, just give me, like, the episodic Star Wars movie, like, one every, like, three years. I don't want to overdo it. I feel like after, like, the MCU got really popular, now everybody's trying to make universes and fill in everything. So I was like, eh... I mean, of course, I still want to go see it because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But, you know, I was kind of reluctant. Uh, but once the first trailer came out, um, I thought it looked pretty cool. The visuals looked really neat. Um, and like Brendan said, it seemed like a more gritty war movie. So, yeah. Um, I mean, so something that Mark Hamill said recently was that we're getting, like, too many Star Wars movies. You know, like, there's one, like, every, like we're getting Solo, like, less than six months after The Last Jedi. And yes. I, I don't know, like, I... I don't really mind it because, you know, like, I love Star Wars. Like, I'll take any Star Wars that I can get. But I just... I There was something about this movie that was lacking, and I'm sure we're going to get into it, but I was just never really that excited about this movie. And I don't know. I It, it has a weird place in the Star Wars universe for me. Yeah, I was excited for it, but, like, <clears throat> I don't know if it was because of how excited I was for Force Awakens that, like, 
I, I was sitting in the theater opening night, and it kind of just, like, I wasn't really thinking about it, and then I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm about to watch a brand new Star Wars movie. Why am I not more excited for this? Mm. And uh, we'll get into my thoughts on the movie itself, <clears throat> but, like, it was one of those things where I loved some of the actors in the cast, and I was really excited to see. I liked Godzilla, so I was interested to see what Gareth Edwards would do. But there was so much, like, <clears throat> talk about... Um, you know, the production, and it seems like a lot of these newer Star Wars movies have kind of had a uh, troubled production, especially, we'll get to Solo, it was even worse than this, but, um, but no, yeah, so I was, I was excited to see a new Star Wars movie, and I understand the not wanting to get watered down too much argument with, with Star Wars movies, but what I like of what they're doing with Rogue One, it seems like Solo, is that they're giving us movies in different genres, that they're they're giving us a war movie here. They're giving us a heist film. It seems like with so oh, like man, it's gonna be cool. Like <laughs> like it seems like they're do, they're taking these opportunities to tell different stories, which I appreciate. And I I liked I've always liked this concept for this story, like before this movie came out. And then I heard they were making a movie about it. I'm like, yes, that's a cool story. I want to see that story. Um, I think that'll be cool. And you know, I, like Logan, I'll eat up pretty much anything Star Wars. I the only like. Star Wars I haven't seen yet is season four of Rebels. I I know what happens in it, but I haven't seen it. Um, and I'm really excited for Favreau's series that's coming out. So I kind of view these kind of all as the same, even though like these are the cinematic movies. But I'm kind of I don't know. I, I'm I'm very excited to see whatever Star Wars I can see, especially like live action, high budget, high production, high production value stuff like that. So yeah, I'm. I'm and the TV show is coming. In the TV, that's what, yeah. The TV show is coming out. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be awesome. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll get into the plot summary. I did zone out for a second. I will yeah. point that out. Yeah, I already brought that up, but it's all right. <laughs> I know you did. I um, realized that after I said it. <laughs> all right, so full disclosure, this is from Wikipedia. I didn't write this one because I was trying to write it, and I realized that I couldn't explain it very well. We don't have too much, uh, We don't have that much time. Yeah. Research scientist Galen Erso... We're on Urso, schedule. Research scientist Galen Erso and his family are hiding on the planet Lamu where an Imperial uh, weapons developer, Orson Krennic, arrives to press him into completing the Death Star. A space station based on a super weapon capable of destroying entire planets. Galen's wife, Lyra, is killed in the conf confrontation while their daughter, Jin, escapes and is rescued by rebel extremist Saul Guerrero. Thirteen years later, cargo pilot Bodhi Rook defects to the em from the Empire, taking a holographic message recorded by Galen to uh, Guerrero on the desert moon of Jeddah. After learning about the Death Star from an, an agent at the trading post in the reign of Kafrine, Kafrine, I guess, Rebel Alliance Intelligence Officer Cassian Andor frees Jin from an Imperial labor camp at Wobani before bringing her to the Rebel leader Mon Mothma, who convinces her to find and rescue Galen so the Alliance can learn more about the Death Star. Cassian is covert, uh, covertly ordered to kill Galen rather than extract him. Jin, Cassian, and reprogrammed Imperial droid K2SO travel to Jeddah, where the Empire is removing kyber crystals from the Holy City to power the Death Star, while Guerrera and his part uh, partisans are engaged in an armed insurgency against them. With the aid of blind spiritual warrior Chirrut Emway and his mercenary friend Baze Malbus, Jin makes contact with Guerrera, who has been holding Rook captive. Guerrera shows her the message, in which Galen reveals he has secretly built a vulnerability into the Death Star and directs them to retrieve the schematics from an Imperial data bank on the planet Scarif. On the Death Star, Krennic orders a low-powered test shot which destroys Jeddah's capital. Jin and her group take Rook and flee the moon, but Guerrero re remains to die with the city. Gramoff Tarkin congratulates Krennic before using Rook's uh, defection and security leak as a pretext to take control of the project. Rook leads the group to Galen's Imperial research facility on the planet Edu, where Cassian chooses not to kill Galen. 
Jin makes her presence known moments before rebel bombers attack the facility. Galen is wounded and dies in his daughter's arms before she escapes with her group on board a stolen Imperial cargo shuttle. Krennic is summoned by Darth Vader to answer for the attack on Edu. Krennic seeks his support for an audience with the Emperor, but Vader instead orders him to ensure no further breaches occur. Jin proposes a plan to steal the Death Star schematics using the Rebel fleet, but fails to gain approval from the Alliance Council, who feels victory against the Empire is now impossible. Frustrated with the inaction, Jin's group, led by a small, led a, sorry, Jin's group led by a small group of Rebel volunteers to raid the data banks themselves. I'm terrible at reading. Arriving at Scarif on the stolen Imperial ship, which Rook dubs Rogue One, in disguise, Jin and Cassian enter the base with K2SO, while the other Rebels attack the resident Imperial garrison as a diversion. The Rebel fleet learns of the raid from intercepted Imperial communications and deploy in support. K2SO sacrifices himself so Jin and Cassian can retrieve the data. Imway is killed after activating the master switch to allow communication with the Rebel fleet, and Malbus dies in, in battle shortly afterwards. Rook is killed by a grenade after informing the Rebel fleet that it must deactivate the shield surrounding the planet to allow the transmission of the schematics. Jin and Cassian obtain the schematics, but they are ambushed by Krennic, who is eventually shot and wounded by Cassian. Jin transmits the transmits the schematics to the Rebel command ship. The Death Star enters orbit, orbit above Scarif, where Tarkin uses another low-power shot to destroy the compromised base, killing Krennic, Cassian, and Jin. The Rebel fleet prepares to jump to hyperspace, but many of the fleet's ships are intercepted by Vader's flagship. Vader boards the Rebel command ship and attempts to regain the schematics, but a small starship escapes with the plans aboard. Aboard the fleeing ship, Princess Leia declares that the schematics will provide hope for the Rebellion. Once again, not my plot summary. <coughs> like, I, I think Logan pointed this out when I had to do that once before. Uh, I seem to do better when I'm reading someone <laughs> else's words than my own. Still, it's kind of confusing. Like, why do we still have you doing the plot summary? Yeah, I think it's just because we don't want to do it. One of us, uh, one of us I'm the only it. one that, like, puts in the time to do it. And normally <laughs> it's, it's like when I show up here, yeah, like, you can like, still oh, write it. I was going to say, you can still write it. Maybe one of us should just read it. <laughs> Maybe. Not a bad idea. No, that's too much fun. We'll talk having about it. It's just part of the comedy of the show. Continue to have you. Just for a chuckle. Stumble over your words. I know I fuck up all the time. That's okay. I, I, I laugh at my pain. Whatever, it's fine. Ha, ha, ha. Um, Classic comedy. Ha, ha. That was a Bo Burnham reference. That was a Bo Burnham reference. Um, Glad you but, caught that one. But yeah, so this is, um, I think, just in concept, a story that has always been there, um, but never really, you know, pr- pounced on, because this was the basically the uh, opening scroll of A New Hope. Yes. Um, saying that the Rebels like had their first sentence. victory. <laughs> yeah, had their first victory and got the Death Star plans. Um, so... This movie starts, and we're thrown right into the story. And I want to see... There's no title crawl. There's no title crawl, but no I want to see how you guys feel about so this cool. opening. Because having a different background than you guys, most likely, I want to hear what your opinions are on the f- on this first opening scene and being thrown in with these characters. We can go this way. <laughs> first opening, well, yeah, okay. I think my main complaint with this movie makes its manifestation, like, just in the first moment. Like, no opening crawl, no main theme, like, it... Just doesn't feel like Star Wars right away. Oh, I it just disagree. feels like something completely different. This feels original trilogy to yeah, me. It, it feels really gritty like the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Floyd on this one. I would rather see. I I really would not like these anthology movies. But if we're gonna do them, I think we should keep the title, the the scroll. I can't talk today. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think 
I want to keep like these iconic Star Wars elements to the original movies. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want these anthology movies to feel separate. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I still got into the Star Wars aspect of it. Like I still yeah. felt that vibe. I just felt I felt like there were some thin connections to you know what I would call like classic Star Wars, which I think isn't intentional. I mean, they always they yeah. do the you see the giant ship coming down because mm-hmm. they do that angle shot like uh, they always have at the like end. They always have. Yeah. I did like how they started this movie with which the. Um, and the rings around mm-hmm. that planet. That was yeah, interesting. Cool. I think, I mean, like, it, it just, like, throwing you into that with, like, that musical mm-hmm. just, like, strike at the beginning. Yeah, I like felt that. felt very original yeah, trilogy I to thought me. that was unique. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that the first time. It, like, maybe jump out of my seat. Like, Ooh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, sitting there expecting, like, some big, you know, John Williams-type fanfare. Music in this yep. movie is done by Michael Giacchino, by the way, mm-hmm. who is good, and I like him, but... I think it, it, his score in this movie just lacks his so score much. Has actually grown on me a lot in the last year and a half. Really? Yes. I hate it. I really? I, I, hate I, it I don't too. like it. I think it's. I hate I, it. No, I, I the first it's... couple times I watched the movie, I didn't think it fit that well. Yeah. Now seeing this movie probably seven or eight times, I think it's starting to fit better for yeah. me. I just, I just, I'm just so disappointed when I watch it, and I'm expecting some like grand fanfare that it opens with, and then instead it just shows you the first image and it just goes. And that's all. But I think that that like that works within the theme of the movie because it's not like a so grand too. fanfare type. Movie. I guess so. It's yeah. a gritty war yeah. movie. Yeah. I think I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying because I think when I oh, saw so the movie, I, the, when I saw the movie odd. the first time in the theaters, I think that annoyed me. Yeah. But after seeing it, like I think this is this is my second time. I think you know I I it's not bothered me. You as only much. saw this once in theaters. Yeah, I, wow. I wasn't. No, I saw it two times in okay. theaters. Okay, so this is my I saw third it twice time. In I made yeah, every effort to see I think it's something every Star Wars that, movie as many times as I can. Say, I've watched it at home. Like I think when you're in the theater, like hyped up, ready, because we didn't know how this yeah. movie was going to begin. That's true. Um, when you're ready and have your certain expectations, it can sitting on the other seat and then that's yes, because like, yeah, I do. I do they, remember. I was like. What? Like, they this, said this they weren't, they weren't going to have a crawl. Yeah, I didn't know that, though, that. coming into the movie. I, I knew that, so my expectations yeah. were pre-lowered. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but I was still, like... I Like, I was surprised at first, because I was just like, oh, like, I, it made yeah. me jump out of my mm-hmm. seat a little mm-hmm. bit, because I was just like, wow, that was different. And yeah. then, but, like, that... it Like, this movie has a great way of, like, subverting, uh, like, expectations and then keeping on, keeping on. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll just, like... Because I was like, wow, like, I wasn't expecting that. And it, like, instantly goes into those, like, big sweeping shots mm-hmm. of, like, down on the p- uh, the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get, like, the Death Troopers right yeah. after that, which is awesome. And it's the all- it's an awesome parallel because he's in white and they're in black. Because, like, they- all right. Anyway. Yeah, we can just say now from this very first scene. This movie visually is stunning. It's beautiful. It's I-, I forgot how good it was. Like, this... This location, this, pla- this first planet, was it called Lamu or something like yes. that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This this Where scene was that is shot? It's Iceland. I mean, Iceland. That and makes it, sense. the black sand. Oh my god. Looks incredible. Man. Oh yeah, I agree. It, it's, I think it's, it's, it's easily the most visually stunning Star Wars movie. And we've like ever the had. Death Troopers I, running. I don't, from know, about, I don't know. I don't know about that. Which one would you say? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Maybe. Really, I, I think this know. one way more. Ma- maybe I haven't really thought about. Like, that I would much. say, like maybe Last Jedi. Even I would. Yeah, I would agree. Really? With Last Jedi. Yeah. Mm. I thought the CGI in that one had some problems, but not just engaging the CGI. But I think we'll the imagery and the shot composition, mm-hmm. the color palette is just way. Oh, the better. color palette for, fits perfectly. It fits perfect. Oh, yes. And I yeah, like I said, that black sand oh looks amazing, especially in theaters. Yes. That was an amazing thing to see, and I think yeah, it's, it's a great opening shot, and I love. How this I, I love how this movie throws you in with the characters, doesn't tell you much about what's happening, leaves you to figure it out yourself. The thing is, I was 
you know, hyped enough, I'm a big enough Star Wars nerd, that I bought and read the prequel book, Rogue One Catalyst. I, I want to read um, That I already spent, you know, an extended amount of time with these characters. Really? That I okay. already knew these characters mm. right away. So I oh, was yeah. immediately attached to the characters. So that probably made you care a whole different about them more. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what it was like watching this movie for the first time, never knowing who the characters were. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh... Did you, like, that's, like, you guys felt like you were too thrown in with these characters? I don't you think... think... I never did. I just felt... I never really got time to get attached to them. Like, I just never really cared about them. I don't think there's a problem with, like, how the way we start off and we're immediately thrown in with them. They could yeah. do that, but if they back that up with some emotion and make me actually care about them as the movie progresses, I would have bought, I would have bought it, but I didn't. Yeah, so, and, I, and I think that part of the reason that I didn't care much about the characters is because there were so many characters. It's an ensemble piece. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but then, it was but then to when that of one. Yeah. It was supposed it, to. Right, but then when it is, you don't really care about the characters as much, especially mm -hmm. if you like if you don't I don't know. I mean, like take Infinity War for example, like uh -huh. insanely large cast and like but that has like you care about them though. Yeah, because but that's because, because you see be Exactly, because you've seen them in previous movies, you can't just like get in with just a huge cast of entirely new characters and it's, expect... I disagree. I, That's what ensemble pieces are. I don't are. think this is as many people as you guys are making no, it out it's to not. be. I would say that it's very similar it's like to... Uh, I, 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 maybe this is a problem that you also had with A New Hope, um, in that, like, I feel that, like, Jin and Luke are uh, very similar, but also, like, chose different paths in that, um, like... Oh, gosh. I'm just trying to... How do I phrase it? Like, we start out with both of them and then kind of, like, keep adding on characters. And I feel like this movie, I know, uh, in the research that I've done into it, was supposed to be an ensemble war movie, but then they decided to throw perspective to Jin. I think that did a really, like, uh, good job of, like, trying to figure all that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with Logan on this. I, think... I When the end came... And spoilers, they all die. We already, <laughs> we already read the They all die. Read. You don't need to um, spoil anymore. It's already. I, I wasn't really. I wasn't really connected. And even the characters that I was most connected to were not the main ones. It was not Jin. It was mm -hmm. not Cassian. I yeah, that's a common curse. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think just Brendan, when you said about having like it was supposed to be an ensemble piece, they decided to shift it more to Jin. Mm -hmm. I think that. It's kind of, like, I didn't know that, but I feel like this just movie just doesn't really entirely know what it wants to be. Hmm. And I think part of, that, part of that is maybe the, like, two different directors. I mean, that's, we kind of, you kind of had that mm -hmm. sort of Could problem. Could you provide some input on that? Because I never yeah. heard, I know there, there was extensive reshoots. And was it Tony Gilroy? Tony Gilroy was the one who did extensive okay. research, uh, reshoots. Edwards was present, but he was not in charge. See, for me, I did not feel any any tonal shifts. I felt I, I felt so like either. it was this was not Justice League. I, I felt mm -hmm. like it was it knew what it wanted to be. Mm -hmm. It was a gritty war movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I, did. I mean, I, there's some there are parts where I think the tone is a little off. Sure. Later in the movie, I, I disagree. I don't think. I think this this keeps a continuity. And, and if you didn't like like I said, if you didn't know that it was made by two different people, going I, yeah, in, I, 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 I would be able to tell. Yeah, and I, in the first couple times I saw it, like I only learned the extent of the reshoots the summer after, that like how extent like it came out how extensive Gilroy was involved, and um, but no, yeah, and what what the book really gave me, the book's centered centered around Galen. He's the main character. Okay, Galen and Lyra are the two main characters with Krennic. Like those are the three big characters of the book. 
So, like, going into this movie, I knew a lot about Lyra, I knew a lot about Galen, and I knew a lot about Krennic. And I think... But, like, with Justice League, that's not really an no, excuse I know, for the movie. No, I know, it's not an excuse for the movie, but I'd say... It, if you're going to use the MCU analogy, uh, analogy where you care about these characters more because of previous things, I think you can. Alright. Like, it, it, I think okay. it helps. It, it's there to help, but I don't think you can, like, you can say, like, oh, the MCU had all these movies to lead up to it, but then, oh, there's this book that leads up to it, so that doesn't count. But I, I think there, it's, it's, take it as for what it is. It's not, it doesn't, I wouldn't say completely, because I didn't know any of the other characters. It was right. just those three, really. Jin was mentioned in it, but I mean, she was like a four-year-old, so it's not like I really got much connection to her. Sure. But, um, so, um, so yeah, I like this opening, and, um, I just want to point out, Mads Mikkelsen is the dude. I love Mads Mikkelsen so much. He's the star of, uh, NBC's Hannibal back when it was on. That, I love that show so much. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that show. I have not. No, it's, it's a great show, um. He's excellent as Hannibal. I don't even really think... Uh, to be honest, he's so good as Hannibal. I think of him before I think of Anthony Hopkins mm. as Hannibal. Good and um, when I heard he was casting this movie, I assumed he was a villain. Because, you know, Mads Mikkelsen always plays a villain. He was a villain in Casino Royale. Um, he was a villain in Doctor Strange. A villain in um, most things that he's in. He's normally a creepy dude. But he was... I mean, I was surprised to see that he was, you know, this kind of somewhat hero. Nice guy, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's still an Imperial, but kind of... He is, you know. Um, but no, yeah, I, I really like Mads Mikkelsen, and, um, we also get our introduction here to Krennic, and I think that Krennic's a Krennic. really I like Krennic, good yeah. character. I think he, he's one of the, he's one of the good parts of this movie for me. Yeah, say. Ben Mendelsohn is, is a fantastic actor. He, he is. a very good job. And he, he is, his performance in this film, especially in this scene, reminded me a lot of Christopher Waltz, or Christoph Waltz. In his Tarantino films, mm. I don't know, just some of the you know the banter and he stuff. He feels very slimy in this role. Like, yes, he's like, eh. and what they never really touch on, which they touch on a lot in the book, is that he's really blue collar and like he comes from nothing pretty really? much, and that he's like the reason why he is the way he is in this movie, like winning credit and all that stuff, is because he came from nothing and made himself who he was. Uh, yeah. yeah, which I think is a character trait that they probably so should have expanded why he's on. So whiny. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it is because he feels like he need, wants recognition for all that he's done. That would that would have played in nicer with the power dynamic between him and Grandma Darth. I agree. Um, but yeah, a lot of the lines he has, like, these could be really cheesy and uh, poorly acted by other people, but when he delivers them, they sound just right. Mm-hmm. It sounds perfect. It's just a perfect amount of, like, eh, I don't buy you. <laughs> like, I don't, like... Yeah, it's slimy, but, mm-hmm. like, charismatic at the same time. Yeah. And, and right away, we get um, we get a reference to the original trilogy with that mm-hmm. little thing of blue milk, which I like. Nice, I thought that course. was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a Star Wars <coughs> breakfast without blue milk. Exactly. <laughs> and um, we also get our first little inkling of Saw Gerrera there. Um, we do. Which, um, On the video screen. Let's talk about Saw Gerrera, um, real quick, just since he's right here at the beginning. Um, Forrest Whitaker, I think he's a great actor. He, mm-hmm. he goes a little overboard in this he movie. He does. A little bit. Okay, I think they had an opportunity with Saw Gerrera to just make him really awesome. Like... His, his design, they could have done so much more with. Oh, I thought his design was cool. <sighs> in that oh, suit? I, I mean, it was I agree fine. No. It was like... I don't know. It was, it was just nothing special. It was not like a classic like Star Wars costume. It was in this yeah. like, yeah. really cool like iron lung type thing. That was really cool. You when he like sound- a shitty cosplayer. He sounds exactly like Darth Vader. Yeah, mm. I think that was on purpose. I think really? it was to show yeah. like, he's like the Vader of the Rebellion. 
<laughs> I kind of I kind of got the sense that maybe this was just the only kind of breathing sound effect that they knew how to do. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't know. Mm, might as well. We already have the Vader one. Yeah, <laughs> just use it over. But I want to point out he is a Clone Wars character. He was only in four episodes. Um, he was in a, actually a really good arc, the Onderon arc in season five. When he was and, a young boy. Um, yeah, when he was younger, and you know he <laughs> he interacted with who became Vader then. I really like those episodes. You guys go back. Who I'm is really, it? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think they. Spoiler. Uh, it's Anakin. I don't think it's like a, it's Anna in no who? way essential viewing because like it's kind of just the same character and name. I don't really see any other reason why why they did that, but to connect it to Clone Wars. That's kind of yeah. neat though. Yeah, but I can about that. Saw, I I feel like was this performance uh, is just so weird, and it, it's so like, and I feel like it would have worked if maybe they portrayed him as this kind of crazy old dude, but they feel it feels like they take it way too seriously. Yeah, like, I mean, he definitely is a crazy old yeah. dude. Yeah, but the tone of the film doesn't really match that. I think that it's taken too seriously, and it, I, the first time I saw it, I was just bewildered and like laughing my head off. Yeah, it does kind of jar a little. Sorry, so much. It's nothing like Jar Jar or no, anything like no. that. I don't think it's anything like that. But I like him in idea and certain execution, but for the majority of it, I think his he goes a little too out there. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I they could have done some Rebels, too. I think it's horrible. So, yeah, yeah, he is in Rebels, but that was after, or right. like right around the time. Yes. No. Um, but no, yeah, and right after this, we get this, um, we get the little scene with um, Lyra and Jin where she gives her the necklace, and then Lyra gets shot right away. Which and is kind of sad. My heart broke because I like spent so much time with that character in the book, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, no, she's dead, I knew it would happen. Yeah. And... I'm assuming no one else cared, probably, besides nope, it was Not like, at all. Not really. Yeah. Not find no. her interesting. Yeah, because she wasn't really in the movie, to be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, but, um, I felt bad for Jin. I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I like the motivation it gives Jin, and I like the motivation it gives Galen specifically, too. I think that's good. Also, yeah. where were these awesome stormtroopers? Oh, yeah, the black stormtroopers? So, the death and troopers. And what's, what's their, so like, what's their weird, like, mechanical alien They're know. supposed to be, like, cyborg zombies or something? Because, like, the original... Where the hell were they in the original the, trilogy? The original idea was that, like, they were these zombies, and they were uh, gonna make them, like, tall dudes and give them, like, small heads to be, like... Like, I don't what? know. Then they didn't do that because they were like, yeah, this doesn't work with like uh, how the shit we're, that we're doing in the movie. But like, I like I, I was reading about the Death Troopers and like their design is so cool. And they like they purposefully they kept the like tall dude. They yeah. cast these like lanky actors to make mm. them look like uh, half like cyborg almost. And I don't know. I so cool. is this a flaw for you, Logan? Like I, the I inconsistency it, between the original and this movie? I think it is a little bit. Yeah, like how their design is. I think it's probable that there are stormtroopers we haven't seen before. Well, yeah, I think so. But their design is so much more like sleek and I don't know, like more more badass than way more badass than the original trilogy. Yeah, they're just and you know whatever kind of like mechanical language it is. I don't. That's like I mean I, I like the fact that they're with like a high ranking officer. I think mm-hmm. it makes sense for like a higher up to have his own kind of. Um, like guard of right. sorts, kind, like, kind of like Snoke or Snoke, or like Palpatine also mm-hmm. has his like red guards and stuff. Yeah. But then I don't like how they bring the red guards for Vader later on in this movie. Uh, yeah, they what? bring the red guard, red guards mm-hmm. for Vader. Yeah, in, in that one shot. In the one uh, shot, but I was like, it doesn't make any sense because he doesn't have them in any other time. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. I didn't even really notice that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to get too worried about that. But I, I do understand letting some of the inconsistencies bother you. This the Vader scene at the end, and I'll de- I'll defend that. Like when people say like, oh, how is scene. how is he gonna be able to move like that? Like 
that that's to the point where you're just letting small continuity ruin an amazing moment. But yes. like something like I can somewhat understand being like that's ah, the coolest moment in all of Star yeah. Wars. So well, maybe we'll get well, there. Ooh. Um, Close. Ooh. I'd say it's top five. For top, sure. top three. Top yeah. three. Top three is an amazing moment. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there. But no, yeah, like like these type this type of thing I understand a little more because like like where were they? Right. But yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna let that bother me too much. Yeah. No. I mean, that's just like something small that I noticed. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah, and I, I thought I think this opening does a good good enough job of, you know, getting us into the movie. But then, yeah, I will give you the, t- like I don't mind if they if they you know don't do the opening like that. But this opening title looks like it was made on iMovie in about like, pathetic, a minute. pathetic yeah. excuse for a yeah. title screen, yeah, especially a Star Wars title yeah, screen. Terrible. Yeah, it's they give terrible. us one line of music, a single line of yeah. music, and then it just oh. like dies out. It goes in the background. I hate. Um, I guess you could call it the rebellion theme or something. I, I hate it. I feel like oh, it's really? too optimistic. I understand that one of the themes of this movie is hope, but I feel like I would have appreciated something a little bit grittier. Oh, I don't know. movie, yeah. Yes. And that's, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't really know what it wants to be. It, it feels way too uplifting. I was like, whoa, this does not feel right. I just yeah. saw, like, a mom die. and like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I like, in theory, the theme. I, I, like, the, I like the main theme because of what it does. It, it inverts... Um, like the three notes instead yeah. of ba 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 goes ba 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 ba. Yeah. So it just kind of takes a different yep. like turn on that, which I can appreciate a little. But like, you can't give us an actual like you can't give us actual theme music. You just give one line and then it just dies away, and it's so disappointing because yes. you know no opening crawl, no like no huge Star Wars logo. You just get like Rogue One with the shitty off-brand font <laughs> yeah. and then. <laughs> And then, and then that's it. That looks like something that like your high school makes for like, like a like a fundraiser video or something. That's like, like that. Star Wars. Or maybe theme. some kind of theme. studio yeah. production class. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel cinematic. Yeah. Which, <laughs> at all. Which I'm not but, gonna I'm not gonna ding the movie that much for. But since we're talking an in depth podcast about it, I'll bring it up. But I don't think it's really a big you know guys problem to I think, address. Guys. I think that's just kind of a manifestation of what bothers me about the rest. Guys. Of it. What? We spent half an hour talking about that opening scene. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Um, well. It's whatever. But it's Let's fine. get moving! Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on, we get we get that 20-year jump, and we get introduced to Felicity Jones as uh, Jin, who I Old pal think, from Theory of Everything. Yeah. yeah! Yeah! I think she's a little flat in this movie, to really? be honest. Really? I think so. I think mm-hmm. it's the script, because they took her... In all of the promotional that we saw that they didn't use... She was, like, this, like, spunky, like, had all this, like, feisty and all this kick. And she was, like, oh, like, I rebel. Which is, like, oh, it's, I hate that it's line. a cheesy so line. It. It's a cheesy line. But, like, you really got the sense that she was, like, snarky like that. And then in this, it was, like, she became very sympathetic. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think worked as well. No, I don't think it's a script. I think it's Felicity Jones, who I think is a good actress. Everything else I've seen her in, I think she's quite good. And here, I don't think she's bad. I just think she's meh. Which is kind of a problem for your lead character. You see, I kind of like it. Um... I like how she's toned down. I think that fits with the movie's gritty vibe. Yeah. Um, I think at times, yes, it's a little lackluster, but I would attribute that definitely to the script. There's some the script's pretty bad. Like it, really, it, I like the script. It's bad. For the majority of like this. these, like when she's in the war room and aren't you guys rebels? Oh, I like that. I like built I on think, hope. Oh my god, it's. I don't so think bad. there's <laughs> any line of dialogue besides saws. Some of Saw's dialogue that I think you is don't like those really bad. The really, um, when um, Cassio's leading her through the marketplace on Jeddah, rebellions are built on hope. It's just so heavy-handed. Yeah, a oh little, but I never. It never bothered me to be honest. I think the script is really bad. I disagree. 
I think I think it lacks for sure. Okay. I, I really don't it's, think it it's does. definitely not the best Star Wars script, but it's no. by no means the worst. It's, no, it, by no means the worst. No, it's it, I'd say it's a better script, especially in terms of dialogue, than any of the prequels or the Clone Wars. <clears throat> yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. But it, it's still not good. Yeah, it's, you like, know, it, placing the prequels as a benchmark for <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, it's better than what we've had before. I'm saying it's the prequels and the Clone Wars, and then it's you know the original trilogy and Force Awakens. So I think it's up there with those. It might not be higher than any of them, yeah. except for maybe mm. fucking Return of the Jedi, which <laughs> I still have problems with. Um, but um, yeah, I, you know, I, I like this opening scene with Cassian. I like um, how you get See, that. I think Cassian in this movie is the character with the lowest. Um, ratio of amount that I care about him to amount that I the amount that I should like oh, the, for, I love Cassian for the like, for the, like size character for the size part that he has in this movie I care about him zero oh I, I think that's a huge problem I think yeah. I, there's no reason to care about him his acting is oh, flat oh there's Luna nothing. I disagree I, I was Luna say, is I fantastic really I'm with Logan on yeah. this one he's I'm bad. with Floyd he's bad. <laughs> no Diego Luna is I, fantastic I really like he he was not. part Han part Poe mm-hmm. and like he I had agree. the seriousness of a war hardened don't like Cassian officer I think you did a really good job. The problems that you have with Jin, I kind of have with um, Cassian. I understand that he, he can't be this very charismatic dude because he's you know he's mm-hmm. he's bitter, he's hardened by war. But I thought he was so flat and bored. He's never emotional. He is a soldier. Like I got said. the soldier vibe. I mean, do you watch a lot of war films? Like, are you yeah, no, like, are you guys films. fans yes, of no, like? I yeah. well, no, I, he was he's really that character that like is you. You always see that's like I've seen so much shit, yes. and yeah. like in the beginning, he's like I like I can't care about anything else, and then when he finally does, he dies, and like and, it's and what's so the, the scene that I really st- I still don't get in that scene though that he cares. No, the all. scene that really got me on Cassian's side, especially I don't even know why this time it hit me so hard when he was talking about like like Jin was like crying because her dad just died, and, or like and she was yelling at him because he didn't like he was gonna shoot her or whatever, and he was like, "You don't understand my yeah. life." Yeah. Like, you cannot judge me. I've been in this since I was six years old. Like, I feel like I really got that from him. Like, you... I like, thought, oh, I totally agree. I thought he, he has was, been fighting this fight for 20 plus years. I thought he yeah. was so immemorable. Yes. And the only reason that I remembered him is because I specifically remember thinking, this is such a big character that should be more. Oh, yeah, he I should have done more. He, they push him so much. You're supposed to care for this guy. But I felt nothing. I thought, out of all the... Uh, uh, characters in this ensemble, I th- he was definitely the one I cared about the least. Mm-hmm. No, really? Jin was the one yeah. I cared about the least. Which really? Because she's the main character. Jin, so... Can we talk about the character that I cared about the most? K2SO? K2SO! Yes. Oh, who's the good. only character he's who good. I felt any emotions for when they died. great intro oh. to him too on the ship. That, Man. Oh my god. Look, yeah, so I think K2SO is one, one of the good parts of this movie. He's one of the yeah. best characters in Star Wars. How did like, you know that wasn't me? Like, reprogrammed. Okay, he's like, reprogrammed, has a personality, like, God, at least he adds some life Cassian's and individuality to this movie. To. Alec like, Tudyk, great job. Like, oh, he, man, Tudyk. he brings life to this movie, and he, I, like I said it before, he's the death that I care about the most. Yep, yeah. that's uh, No, there's one that makes me cry every time. <laughs> no, almost that's it. <laughs> I was watching this movie, like, like, whatever. I was watching this movie in school today. Whatever. Ooh, I'm graduating in a what? week. I don't really care. <laughs> um, I was watching this movie today, and I had to... Physically hold myself back from crying during one of the death scenes, <laughs> and like around like everyone, and I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Um, but no, yeah, but, yeah. K- but K2S4, uh, K2SO, I K2S4, think... K2S4, K2S4, yes, <laughs> um, the other one, CP3O, 
Yeah, CP3. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he. I think he's very entertaining, and the parts that he in uh, the parts that he is in, I really enjoy. Yeah, I think he definitely solves a lot of the problems that you have with C3PO. With the, uh, I think his writing is much more clever. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. He's, he's not just a little bitch. He's like, like he's the snarky sidekick of this yeah. movie. He, I feel like he's if R2 could talk and could fucking do anything. Yeah, and like, he's not. He is R two. I didn't even think about that. And but he's, yeah, he's, very he's much not like R2. the main character for the first forty minutes of this yeah. movie. <laughs> that too, like like C three PO is in a New Hope. Yeah, but um, I may have preferred K two S O to be the main character for forty minutes in a New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. than C three PO. Yeah, yeah I absolutely <laughs> I agree with that. Um, I think. K- K2SO, what do you guys think about his visual design? Like, oh, I think I don't, it's cool. Oh, I, I don't think it it's neat. that interesting. I think... Well, I like it. I like yeah. how he looks very plain. I like how he's yeah. very much just another part of the cog. Because he's supposed to blend in. Well, he's, he's a very much another part, like, a, another cog in the mm-hmm. Imperial-like machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It shows but then also that, like, he has personality. Oh, exactly. And I think that's, like, he having such a big personality, but then looking so plain is, like, one of the coolest parts about, mm-hmm. like, characters, I think. Like, if you can have a character that, like, looks very normal, are very like like anybody else but mm-hmm. then is like has so much like wit and personality I think it really brings out like better aspects of the film and and to go back to Cassian too I really liked this the first scene with Cassian when he shoots the guy mm. I thought that was a great scene yeah. this is my problem I, I like that in concept I like this this idea of you know presenting like this gray area of morality and maybe you know they're not they're not necessarily always good uh, and I understand that they do try to continue this thread throughout the rest of the movie, but I feel like it's not enough. Oh, that this really? scene just feels outplaced. Oh, I like it. Like, I I'm like, what, it like, I li- like, I liked it when I first saw it, and I was like, alright, keep giving me more, and I didn't get enough. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, first scene with Cassian, like, I don't care about his friend, I don't care about him, I don't know. I, it's something about his acting, I just, I don't like it. It's very flat, it's just... Yeah, I, I think it was intentional, and it works, but... I mean, we already had that argument. But, um, but no, yeah, I just want to point out I really like that scene. But then also, I wanted to point out that I love the way Yavin 4 looks in this movie. When oh, we get, me too. Like, I think it looks really good. And, you know, it, it's... Maybe it's just that it's modernized and that we get more time. I was gonna say it's it, refreshing so, yeah. to it's refreshing to see an old uh, like an old place from the, yeah. the trilogies looking sure. so good. Yeah, and and kind of gives serves as a bridge to the old. Yeah, yeah, movies. yeah, for sure. And I think they capture that perfectly in the yeah. um, when she's captured and she's in the room. Just the colors of the different screens with the mm-hmm. maps, and mm-hmm. I felt this this very seventies retro vibe with yeah. these guys have mustaches. It definitely brought me back. <laughs> Yeah, and all the like all the new characters, their costumes still feel seventies. They all like, feel really seventies. I really good. hope that when they open, and we talked about the Star Wars theme park uh, last yeah. time. Yeah, uh, but like at that, and then like the hotel. I hope that they have a room that's just like uh, original trilogies, like tech, where you can sit mm. down at like some of the computers and yeah. be like, ah, it's gonna be awesome. Oh man, so I'm so excited. I'm gonna be twenty years old. <laughs> <laughs> I so <laughs> dressed like a stormtrooper. <laughs> so this interrogation scene, I thought it was. So I've completely forgotten that Bail Organo was in this. Yes, yep. Jimmy Smits. When he comes in in this scene, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I like you see him like emerge from the shadows, and Jin looks at him. And there's like a shot on him, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't do anything for the, for the rest of that scene. <laughs> yeah. He and it's like one more line that Mon Mothma has, and he just shows up. Then they don't show him again, and that's all for him in that scene. And it's so disappointing. Yeah, like, who edited that? That's horrible. Can we talk about the Mon Mothma, the fact that Mon Mothma was recast the in the originals, and then it's the same person from the prequels, right? Mm-hmm. Who was supposed to be in the prequels, wasn't in the prequels. She got cut. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, who was in that extra scene yeah. of, uh, of Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. Padme, uh, and all the other separate Yes. planning to do the thing uh 
that being the rebellion. Uh, but like, <laughs> we can we talk about how she was recast, but Tarkin wasn't? And is that just because yes. Peter Cushing, or like I, I think it's because you can't replace Peter Cushing. You I can agree replace, with you that can to some extent. The girl that plays Mom. Well, I think we'll like replace him. I think we'll get to that later. Um, but because I, I, I <laughs> all right, no agree. more conversation. Well, no, no, Continue. I just because it is later on in the film. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's nothing the, about this. The scene. number one most common <laughs> phrase on this podcast is "We'll get to that later." We'll get to I that do, later, and we never because we always get so excited about talking about stuff, and then we just. But I wanted to agree with Logan on this. For me, this is where the movie starts to go downhill. For this film. I think it starts off well, it gets really bad in the middle, then it picks up at the end. But here, this is where I think it just falls into this lull of really boring, uh, a lot of war jargon, and the characters are flat. And I, I, this I, like is where I, just, I don't I don't care. I just, yeah, I'm I, not into I, it. Are you saying specifically the mission, the mission to Edu? Because that's the middle part. Is it? Yes. And Jeddah? Yes. I is it yeah, I because you already like know what happens, like what the outcome will be? No, no. I, I know that because there's really like no stakes for you? No, no, not at all. Because um, okay. I feel the, the stakes at some points. Like at the end battle scene, I think that's really compelling. Mm-hmm. I meant like during these like battle room scenes where they're like strategizing and things. Because that's like... I, I always say that like I really like strategy and stuff like that. Because in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you get a lot of that. Um... Uh, but I feel like in Game of Thrones, I know, like, at some parts, what is gonna, like... At some parts, I know what's gonna happen because I read the books uh, beforehand. So when it was coming out, I was like, oh, I know how this is gonna happen. But now we're in uncharted territory, and I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Is this battle gonna kill off, like, Jamie Lannister? Like, what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't a spoiler. Don't worry. <laughs> he's, well, he's still alive as of this season. Well, uh, <laughs> that was a spoiler. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if... For some people, it definitely could have an influence if you already... like. I mean, we already know how A New Hope ends. We already I mean, know how the original... Yeah, I, mean, we, I, we I, know that, I felt succeed. that a little bit. We know yeah. they're going to succeed, but we don't know who like how each character is going to go. Right, exactly. And the difference is probably between me and you is that we know how they're going to succeed, but we don't know how the characters are going to end. And I don't care how the characters end. Because we movie. didn't know how they started. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. I actually care. I cared about all the uh, characters ending, even though like I only knew you know those three characters. Like I, I didn't know any of the other characters, and I still felt connected to them. And I wanted to point out, since we're at this part of the movie. Um, I think Tarkin looks amazing in this movie. I think yes. it's really well okay. done. Oh yeah, everyone always complains really about it. Cool. I, I know, mostly, I think it looks Mostly great. I think he's fine. The CGI is amazing. However, okay, I, I hate it when movies, um, like, when they cast like a, like a, a main, main character like this in CGI, it totally takes me out of the scene. <clears throat> Um, it's really? really good, but I, I don't see why they couldn't just find another actor and replace Grandma ah. Tarkin. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I think, with you. Like, I... Mm. Like, I was never really that... Like, it I love him, have. but... I think they completely like, could it's have. Not, I think like, that would have been fine. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think it would have been fine either way. I never felt like... It never took me out of the scene. And no. I know I'm one of the only people to say that. Yeah. Because everyone I, is no, always I like... I agree with the you. Only, what the hell is this? Yeah, no, I agree. The first, the first time... The only thing that gets me is... The first time he turned around, I felt like I was watching Ratatouille. Something... <laughs> Something about the style, something about the way he looked, looks exactly like a character from that exact movie. I know who you're talking about. And, I don't know, like, it's it's just the first time he stands around, like, watching the construction, the first time he turns around, he's just watching the construction of the Death Star, just standing there, he turns around, and I'm like, whoa, I'm watching a cartoon right now. No, I never got that. And then, for for the rest of it, he's mostly fine. I mean, like, you can tell, but... It bothered me so much. Especially in the scenes where he's he's in, like, memes with a lot of other um, real people. I think he stands out. Really? I think it looks good. Like, I'm mostly just 
I mostly just don't care about it. Like, Floyd, I don't... Like, okay, he looks good for being CGI, but he's still, like, just a CGI guy walking around and, like... Yeah. I, I was interested to know, uh, do you guys know how they filmed that? Yes, it was they a... They did have a different actor. It was, a, it was an actor underneath who they have a stand wore... Yeah, they, it, no, everything you see is a different actor except for the Andy face. Was it Andy Serkis? No. It, it was... A, it was <laughs> for once, it was not. Yeah, <laughs> everything you see of that person is the same except for the face. Interesting. So. Yeah, um, and actually, it was a guy who looks pretty similar to yeah, somewhat. Peter Cushing, so I, that was probably easy. The to, character, like Mon Mothma, like, especially because she's not in it until Return of the Jedi, like, I feel like because this movie is so close to A New Hope, you can't just, like, in with Han Solo to Solo and Obi-Wan to, episode, like, Episode 3, Episode 4, like, I feel like there's that time where you can say that he, you know, the, the character has changed a little, like, their appearance has changed a little, so it's whatever. But this is literally hours before A New Hope, and you can't really pass off a different actor as being the same yeah, continuity. Yeah, sure. Which is For, why I, I guess if you're log- uh, watching them in, like, yeah. chronological order, that makes well, sense. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the way that you pass it off is, you know, we're making a movie like many many years later and the actor is dead yeah like unfortunate but true and i, 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 and I, I don't think he's that iconic a look like i think for me oh, personally i, I, really, I, oh, I, I liked him but i didn't think he I was, was say, i didn't know who grandma like, tarkin was until i was no like, yeah older no right. seriously, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't he wouldn't be like recasting i like, never knew like, he had a name yeah. until like a couple years ago really <laughs> yeah. oh i love tarkin I've always loved Tarkin. Tarkin but that like, may be attributed to the fact that I don't like read a lot of the extended universe and stuff like you do. And um, moving on a little, I just want to point out we have another fucking desert planet. Like my, how god. many of these are there? Like, my god, another one. <laughs> it's cool. Really, third couldn't third have just desert planet again. <laughs> I like it. Couldn't have just been Jakku or Tatooine again. Like, come on. No. I like that it's the Jedi homeworld, and I like the like fallen Jedi statue and all Ooh. that stuff. I like the Jedi city. Yeah, I like looks cool. I like all that stuff on the planet. But again, why does it need to just be sand? Can we have something I other than sand? I don't like I sand. Hate sand. <laughs> the desert I is honestly, merciless. I'm it takes everything from that you. It's like that the Jedi uh, temple, or well, not the Jedi temple, but the homeworld of the Jedi would be on such a desolate place i don't know yeah it makes more sense for the sith um right but I, I was even more for mustafar would i would definitely expect somewhere where it's like vibrant like lush landscapes yeah. and like lots yeah. of vegetation because lots like life yeah there's life i mean that's what there's life out yeah yeah like would even work for that like yeah. if they yeah. were like Honestly. the jedi built an old temple on yavin 4 and that's yeah. why we have our base there like mm-hmm. that would make sense that would have been that would have been cool. And right after this, we get one of the weirdest fucking scenes in all Star Wars. Oh, that my Borg God. Gullet scene. Just no. Oh, my God. I so know. Know. Just yeah. no. Rip off Jabba. Borg Gullet. No, I, I wrote in my notes, he's just a Jabba Rathtar. Yeah. yeah. Yes! Two of, the laziest, two of the laziest designs in Star Wars. <laughs> smash them together. Yep. There's this plot device who doesn't have lasting effects. No. I did have a problem with that. The, the, that. the scene in the prison, I mean, just skip ahead for now, but just the scene in the prison where... Cassian like like peeks through the window between the cells and yeah. just says the one what does he even You're say? A pilot. Yeah, he says pilot. He says yeah. like the plans or something yeah. like that. And then he's like, Oh, I'm a pilot, the plans. Yeah, that Borgallet has no lasting effects. Yeah. Nothing for the plot. <laughs> no, and it's so stupid. We can get out of it game. with no consequences yeah. instantly. I love Rizomed. I think he's fantastic in Nightcrawler. Oh he's oh I love Nightcrawler. Such a good movie. Um but he... I think he kind of falls into the same trap the Force Whitaker does, where they try to make their characters like interesting and eccentric, but it's just really weird and really. I, I like him, I like Cody. 
I found he, I, I, could found never, I could never understand him. Oh, I, I didn't him. know what was like. It was he was so just nervous. Well, he was scared. Actually. He was terrified. Yeah, but it, it, he I was like, like he was like playing it for comedy though in a really mm-hmm. menacing. I never got scene. with with Saw Gerrera, I thought there was some very weird misplaced humor, and. Yeah, with the mask when they spend like five seconds doing it. It's somewhat like, yeah, and when, when he's, I don't know, I, I just, I can't think of any specific lines, but some of them, like, it's just very clearly, like, comedy, and you have this, like, brooding music in the background, and Saw, and Saw's, like, interrogating him, like, we're gonna, like, make you lose your mind with this fat thing, and then <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> Keep rolling. Gonna make you lose your mind with this fat fuck. And then it's oh just god. I don't know. It, okay. It's just that's that's the weird tone shift mostly. That the weird misplaced humor in that in that scene. Yeah. And, and next we get you know we moving on to the scene in Jetta. I really like the introduction to Chariot and Bays, and I think it's so cool that they're the Guardians of the Wills. If you know anything about the the Guardians of the Wills um, from. Like some that's something that <coughs> Lucas wrote early seventies before the Star Wars. Of course, right. Before, it was basically the first rendition of um, Star Wars, and the fact that they brought in the Guardians of the Wills into this movie. Just neat. It, it's li- something little for super fans that I really enjoyed. Yeah, so um, Jedi's. But yeah, this is my favorite character of the movie, Chirrut. I Chirrut? love. Yeah. I think his acting falls so flat. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Absolutely, yeah. Wait, oh my god, is that the Donnie Yen guy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chirrut Mway is Donnie Yen. I see. The first time I saw this film. I didn't like it. I didn't like this. I won't the force of forces with oh, anything. I love it. But actually, this time I kind of enjoyed that because before me. in the past, we've seen the force used in lightning and choking and force jumps and force twirls as seen uh-huh. with Palpatine. <laughs> now yeah. it's used to avoid bullets. Yes, I like how it was portrayed in a more spiritual sense in this film, yeah. which I thought was different. Yeah, and yeah cool. and because Baze even says, "Do you pray?" Yeah, like to Cassian, and that's kind of what they see it as. They don't see it as like this thing that they can manipulate and use. It seems like this thing that guides them. And, yeah. and I like that. Yeah. I appreciate it. I just, I don't know. I feel like he had a really cool opportunity with his character. Like, oh, he could have been. An, he could have been an awesome character. He took it. He took the opportunity. He was. I entirely disagree. I think. Uh, I think his his acting is so bland. What? He has so much personality and no, energy. The, am I, are you kidding me? I'm blind. That I was the one. That, that was the line I got. Like that could have been, that could have been like a really great laugh line. Like, like a very memorable one. I know it could have had such a ray of light to this movie, but instead, he, it was his delivery is so flat. Are you kidding me? I'm blind. Like, no, you you get nothing. Oh, I got it. Nothing. Oh, Abso- absolutely nothing. I think he's a little flat, but I like him. No, I, I actually. I, I was gonna say I like him, but yeah, I don't think that his like he was completely perfect. Oh no, I thought he was perfect. Well, I love Donnie, okay. and his action scenes are amazing. Oh, they're yeah. cool. Yeah, he's yeah, Ip Man. He can yeah. do his own stunts. Okay, yeah. but placing him in the he's, film was a terrible. major money grab, so they yeah. can make a ton major of money, money in China. Major money, major money, money grab. Money and, and they did. They made a lot of money huge, in China. Huge uh, Chinese film. We've been so. talked about this in a while, but every time someone says major, some other title, yeah, we general. salute. Mm-hmm. General, major, um, general. We all salute. One of my big problems uh, with this action scene, though, is the, um, hey, look at me, I'm your hero, when uh, Jin just randomly saves a crying baby standing in the middle of the action. That was was cute. It was cute, but it was like, here, this is your hero, look, see, she's saving a child. I was like, I did not need that. Yeah, maybe that was Rose. When I, it could be the gr- it, when I saw that, I was like, Rose. is that, that Rose? Rose? Oh, oh really? No. I guess. Not. <laughs> yeah, what did it be? Know. She'd be have to be in her thirties, but whatever. So that was like um, this is like forty years prior. Yeah, 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 yeah no way. Yeah. I don't know. I was just saying that. They're, they're, she's definitely not. Yeah. But like, the, yeah, the action scene's fun, maybe, and maybe I love seeing Chirrut and Baze do their thing. <laughs> I thought that was a lot of fun, and I love I love Chirrut and Baze's chemistry and camaraderie. 
Um, I, th- I, I liked Baze. Yeah, and I, I like the relationship, and I think it's an interesting way Is that the to... gun guy? Mm-hmm. It's a gun yeah, guy. I don't know his name. Gun guy <laughs> with the long hair. That guy. Baze and Shirt. I think Baze and Shirt are an interesting way, and I've heard other people say this before, so it's not, not, not my idea. Maybe an interesting way that maybe Star Wars introduced their first gay couple. That we don't really ever get that, get like... And anything we'll, what? There are we'll no inklings of that at all. No, it's uh, just it's just that they're men and they're friends. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's yeah, there's some like small no, by that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're talking like, about subtext. We should could, be talking about Poe and Finn. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you want no. to talk about a like a supposedly like gay relationship, Poe and Finn, no. which they no. totally should take in that relationship in that, that, that direction. I would have totally down for that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think like there's no. I've heard I've heard people say that too. I think there's no indication of that. I think they were too kind afraid. Of I think they were too afraid to still play do that. around with. No, but I think there's certain lines. I just think that's lines. not what they wanted to do with the characters. There, no, no, there are certain lines. Like I don't necessarily think I don't think like necessarily they are. But I think it's an interesting way for the to introduce the concept, especially with the um, like where are you going? He's like I have you and like stuff like that. Like where like they seen the karate and when he's when they're holding. Is that each not other something that Han end, would say to Chewbacca? Maybe they're just no, maybe not. I don't know. I don't he know. the Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what's in solo. solo. That's what's in solo. <laughs> oh, God. 190, <laughs> you look great. Oh, my God. Stop. We, we are moving on. Oh, God. Okay. So we get to, yeah, we get to Saul's little thing, and um, I love that scene between Saul and Jin. I think it's a great scene when they first see each other again. Matt's Matt smacking his head. He doesn't like it. Any scene with Saw is so bad. No. I, I think say, it's horrible. I, I didn't really like yeah, Saw that just, much. Meh. No, I thought that I scene like was Jin. Jin. I think that she did really well in this But, like, I think that Felicity Jones? Yeah, Jones. Mm-hmm. Jones. Sorry, I couldn't remember her last name. Uh, but I think that she does really well in a lot of these one-on-one I think, scenes. I think this is her scene. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think it's with Saw. I love when Saw stops talking and it's the hologram. Yes. Yeah, the hologram. See. Matt Spigelson's acting in that hologram. That's a, and that's, that's, an so awesome, that's a great scene. It's, it's like the perfect blend of him trying to be honest and this being really hard and emotional for him. But you can also tell that he's like trying to spit out these words fast because mm-hmm. yeah. there are a lot of people around him that could... Um, you know, and he, this is the scene where she's like, "Yes, Mads Mikkelsen. He's yes, good. he's this good. This is why you were my boy." I yeah, he's so great in that scene. It's such a in when she, when she falls afterwards, you can feel that emotion or just like holy I did. shit. Because I like the juxtaposition of this scene with the laser about to be fired on mm-hmm. the planet. I thought that was really oh cool. yeah, the intercutting of the Death yeah, Star shooting good. and the the hologram talking. That is I very love good. that. And I know you guys don't like this line, but it was from the trailer, and I, it was like the line going into the movie that I had in my in my head was the save the rebellion, save the dream. I love that line. I just think it's so cool. I'd like it if it was delivered by anyone else. No, yeah. I like it. I like it with him, him dying, having them run out, and him yelling that line. I just think it's really cool. And we get another death. So I have a little death counter on my notes mm. that every oh, nice. time someone dies. So we're only at every death time someone two dies right in someone's arms. Yeah. Twice. Um, but yeah, and then from this, we get that variety in planets I like because we get Edu, and I think Edu is a really cool planet design. I don't know, no. it's dark, it's black, it's and, dark, black and dark gray, and it's rainy. Yeah, it's not a planet. It's not a desert planet. So I'm kind it's of a rainy desert planet. planet. Is it a rain planet? Is, is it, it like, like a rocky? I don't know. It's like a rocky planet. I don't know. Maybe it's just raining that night. I feel like I feel like Lucas's design. Does Camino cause the But no, I felt that that there was creativity. But also, I think this is definitely um, an intentional an intentional choice by the creative team because I think that adding really creative, lush, crazy landscapes would have totally not matched with the movie. Yeah, would have taken off. Yeah, this, yeah. This so fits. this does work. It feels yeah, more like a planet yes. design. And um, it's one of my favorite things about this. Uh, 
what the series. And what I'll give what I'll give you guys about Edu is I do think that there is this is the part in the movie where I'll give you where the pacing lacks a little. There is a little too much going on. Sure. Or like, like they're on Edu for a long time. Like, and I think it's about maybe ten minutes too yeah, long. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the sequence. Oh, I like the sequence once it starts, but it takes so long yeah, for it to start. It takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I like. Um, also, how did they get through those things? I thought they said that it was like a bunch of like imperial scanners. In there. Yeah. Well, I I do like that section because because he's like you know like stay in the canyon, keep it low, which yeah. is consistent with the Force Awakens when yeah. Finn is like like stayed close to the ground because yeah, he confuses no. yeah confuses the trackers. That's cool. Um, so, well, that's neat. But once once they hit the ground and Chirrut uh, says and Chirrut says the Force moves darkly around someone who's about to kill. Why would we not know that in any past or future installment? Yeah, that was the Is one that line something, that... Maybe that's something... That's like the one... A big problem. I, I feel... Like, no like, one ever okay. figured that out. Is that like... I, I mean, I would liken that to like people sensing... Like, just the way that Yoda sensed like like darkness in Anakin. Yeah, like And before he was like, like I sense like pain in you. And then later on he goes and kills Yeah, I don't think that's people. inconsistent. Uh, so, I mean, like, I feel like it's not so much like... Maybe he was wrong with like oh, hey, like, he's gonna kill someone. Maybe that wasn't the best way to phrase it, but maybe he, like, if he is in tune with the Force, he did feel like something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong with the people around him. I don't know, I I feel like, I just feel like that's a very specific thing to add in here. Yeah, I don't know. I, it never, I've never been bothered by that. I just kind of took it as, like, yeah, he felt it. That was, was like, the thing. Something bad was gonna happen. Alright, like, yeah. Not like nothing in any other movie, and you're introducing. And this. I really, I like this action scene, and I love Mickelson's acting again when he um, is saying like, "No, Krennic, it was me," and then everyone gets shot. I think yeah. that, that that's a really good sequence. And this is where I love Mendelssohn. Like Mendelssohn is so good yeah. as Krennic yeah. in this movie. And Krennic, I think Krennic might be my like favorite new character. Like he's no. such a cool character. Yeah. Like I, besides K two, but like of an actual character. Really? Yeah, I like. I Krennic don't a lot. like Krennic. Well, you, like as a character. No. He's whiny and annoying. And yeah, and I'm complimenting him for that. Yeah, I think I like the Death Storm. Yeah, I'm complimenting him for that. I, I think of I think of the of the people in this movie. Just I think he acts well. right. Not droids. I think he. I think he's the character that I would like to see more of. Yeah, I would dead. not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, his his story between the book and this is told. Maybe That's if right. I read the book, I would like him more. But in the movie, he just seems like whiny, annoying, and it also seems like all the Imperials that I like, like Vader and Tarkin, are just like, shut the they fuck up. They kind of hate him, yeah. <laughs> like, can you well, just yeah. not for I like, like four that. fucking seconds, I like dude? that. <laughs> I like that a lot about his I don't character. like that. I'm just like, listen to Vader and Tarkin. Like, jeez, man. Well, he sees himself as above Tarkin. That shows his desperation. Yeah, but that's stupid. Holding his power. Why? Because he, because he's worked so hard and he feels like no. he's accomplished. He's the one who built the Death Star. I don't care. <laughs> So, like, no, he's that's whiny as hell. That's his accomplishment. Well, Gilder so built the Death Star. Well, yeah, yeah Gilder. Like, Krennic uh, was the one who like slavery. Oh no, Gilder so designed it. Yeah, yeah, he built it. He just but, like told people like, do it, do it now. Here's a question I have: Why, why does all of a sudden Cass and Cassie and care about Jin? Where you know he is seeing her on the platform and she's just like there, and he's like, no, no, call off the attack, Jin's there. When there's, like, all these Imperials there, I don't think that he would care that much about Jin to sit, call off, try to call off the attack. Yeah. But it was, like, whatever. Um, but once that attack actually happens, I love the death scene for Galen. I think it's heartbreaking and really mm-hmm. well done. I think this is a scene where Felicity Jones is really for good. for Jin, yeah. It's definitely yeah. one of her best scenes in the movie. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I think I it, really when it. I saw it, I was like, oh, this is way too similar to Shmi's death scene and how Anakin arrives right there and right as she hold, dies. Right, and holds mm-hmm. her in his arms. But I think that's maybe intentionally done as yeah. a parallel. It's like poetry. How, <laughs> right, how like the, uh, the, the sand people had attacked Shmi and, you know, kind of abducted her. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the so so had the Empire to mm-hmm. Galen and I don't know maybe maybe that's a parallel they intended maybe not and they just couldn't think of another way for a character to die but I'll I'll give him credit for it's that. It's such a sad last little thing like a, I have so much to tell you don't yeah. he's dead. Any yeah, like scene that. with Mads is a yeah. good scene. Yeah. And death tolls on Alpha Three. Just pointing it out. Right. Um, and then I think one of the best scenes in this movie is the like I said the scene with Cassian and Jin on the ship when they confront each other. Yeah, so I, I think he, they're both great. In that I, have, scene. I have a question. So they brought Jin along originally to get to Saw. Mm-hmm. Did they know at that point, like in the beginning when they brought her along, that their end goal was to kill Galen? They did, right? Uh, Cassian did. Cassian no one else did. Why did? Well, because Cassian was supposed to assassinate it, or Galen all along. Yeah, because we like, get that little scene where I feel like they could have gotten another way to um, to get to Saw instead of bringing Galen's daughter on. Like there, there's no like good like there's no good way to kill like Jin's dad and then like cover it up with the, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't feel like that works. Like I feel like that's just inconsistent. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Yeah, but like I don't know. I I never. It like, never came up in the movie. For like, like a why very like so well planned idea. Like why? why I, don't, I just don't understand why you would bring the daughter along. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe just press for time. Like because they need to get in the door and then they need to go to eat. I to guess. Get, to get him taken. <laughs> I feel like there were time. better ways to get saw though. Because I mean, Jin doesn't. She just says hi to him. And then, yeah. You know. I don't know. But I think this. Uh, this next. I think that scene's great. And I. This is it. This is the scene where we get introduced to Vader. Fucking finally! I know. Finally, Vader! A oh. character that we care about. The first character that we care about. No, I disagree a lot with the character that Not we care first, about. But I do like that's you. That's because you've read the books. I didn't need the scene. I... I I told you hold, I on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Matt has just proclaimed <laughs> that he did not need this scene. <laughs> what? I would have been what totally fine. I would have been totally fine with not seeing Vader this whole movie until the really badass scene at the end. This scene... I, I hate the pun at the end. Oh, I like it! Oh, okay. 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 I hate it. On first viewing, I did like the choke pun, but now, <laughs> I, love it. I just, I don't think it makes sense for Vader at all. Really? No, I like it. it. Not at all. Like why it. would, why would that fun. fit his character? I don't know, I think it's In fun. the least. I just feel like we're still in this phase where Vader, like, really has no, like, he's still wallowing in the depths of Padme's death and like he's in this no, no I, don't, okay, I, don't, I don't think no. that's an excuse because this is way closer to A New Hope no I, well, I disagree like, with that like, my point is like, Floyd, like you just said this is hours before I want to finish my point okay, first right. well maybe not that but like he still like has all of this darkness in them there is no good in him yet. Yeah. He hasn't met Luke. He hasn't met Leia, really. My point is that, like, he's still in this morbid phase where he's complete Sith yeah. Lord. That- so making, like, a fun, just, like, choking one of his officers, that's totally a Vader thing to yeah. do. Like, I don't understand why, like, we don't see that more often. I agree with but, that. Like, that he's, yeah. he's completely dark. There's, like, he's, he's wallowing in the pits of despair. That's why I just want to see the one so scene where he slaughters everyone. Yeah. I don't. This scene. Is I make puns and I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you want it to be like a gritty war movie, what place does that have in there? Like, let's keep, it was keep the slaughter scene. I just thought it was. That's fun. awesome. I thought it was too. But if you look at it now and actually hold this movie to a standard, that doesn't make. This scene sense. is purely for people who are like, oh, I just want to see bigger, like oh, Vader, like, and that, like in the movie. That shadow when the door opens is. Awesome! Oh, I think so I think cool. the scene the CGI is pretty bad. And it isn't great. What CGI? 
Oh, I mean the whole you can you tell mean, the like, whole background. Like the background? That's oh, yeah. what you meant by the CGI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I, I, love me at all. I love the fact that Vader has built a temple exactly where his like legs oh, got Oh, well, that was a Legends thing. That was a thing in the EU that right. he had a cave. So like, like <laughs> someone's like, who has the high ground now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I love this scene, and I think it's really good. I like the choke line. And what you said about like how it's like the first time we get introduced to a character that we care about, like. I, and you said with the book, I cared. I still care about Chirrut, Jin, Cassian, and all those characters, and I didn't know them in the book before. So yeah, I, I was still invested in these characters. But how awesome would that have been? If you haven't seen Vader this whole movie, you're like, are they going to put him in this? And then at the very end, you just hear the, you hear the breathing. Then you see him. That would have been so much cooler. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. But I, I, I like having the, the one scene with him because I, I wanted to see Vader and I think it's a good scene. But also on top of that, I didn't want more than one scene with Vader. Like, I didn't need any more Vader in this movie. This is not a movie about Vader. We have six movies about Vader. This isn't about him. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad that it kind of moves on from there. And then we get this stupid, like, stupid as in, like, the people are stupid, deliberation scene at the Rebellion when so, they're, like, all being pussies about the Death Star. I think this is a pretty good scene. No, like, it's a good scene. There's I'm some saying, tension yeah. and some good acting. And also they have just a, like, random off-brand Akbar. Like, why? Oh, Radis? I like Radis. Why do they just have, Radis like, is a badass, another, like, like, slightly changed but identical Fishman? Like, Fishman. Sure. I don't know, there's another Calum... Uh, of Water. I don't know, I kind of liked it. Um... <laughs> And I like Radis as a character, but yeah. no, yeah, I, I like, like, some of these guys, are, like, the one guy from Sherlock, who was yeah. basically plays the same characters from Sherlock, he's just a pussy. He's like, oh, no, Death Star, we're all gonna die! Is it Mark Gattis? No. I can't remember no. who it is. He plays, in Sherlock, he plays the detective yeah. that Benedict Cumberbatch hates. Yeah, and that hates Benedict Cumberbatch. Greg? Yes. No. No. Uh, no. Who are you talking uh, about? I forgot his name in the show. It's, yeah, I don't know what it starts his name with an is, M. he's the one that basically gets him killed. No, no. Gets Sherlock killed. Oh, Anderson. Yeah. Anderson. yeah, Anderson. Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't remember any of those people. Yeah, being no, he in was, no, he's, a, he's the one guy, and like, it's okay, the one so guy. I don't get the logic there though. It's like, oh, they have this Death Star. We're probably gonna lose, but like, fuck it. Who cares? Just let him take over without any fight. Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. That at all. Yeah, that doesn't make any and, sense. Like, I don't mind that scene, of the deliberation that much, mm -hmm. but then it just gets so sappy. Yeah. With this inspirational speech <laughs> from um um. <laughs> Cassian, and it's like immediately like Cassian and Jin are friends again after yeah. he like was about to assassinate her dad. <laughs> yeah. It was like, like immediate like said, forgiveness. Like, anything yeah. that happens is gone immediately, no consequences. Yeah, but I, I don't I, I like that deliberation scene. I get what you're saying there, but I love the scene afterwards with uh, Cassian volunteering. Oh my oh. god, it almost made me cry. And K2SO, oh. yes. I'm coming too. So Cassian says, I don't know why it, it, it might be a little sappy. But it's a little, it, I don't know, it, it makes me almost tear up every time. Really? It just, it hits me, I don't know why, because Cassian, even, like, he, he is this character for me that I really latch on to more than Jim, yeah. and I'm, I get that you guys didn't, but wow. I think that's just a difference in the way we saw the movie. Um, but no, yeah, I love this scene, and I love, um, I love, like, seeing everyone's enthusiasm and, like, kind of sort of realizing in this scene, like, you can tell in their face a little bit that they know this is a suicide mission. Yeah. Like, they know, they know what they're, they're getting into. It's like, like they're saying, like, oh, we've done, like, I love this speech <clears throat> where, like, we've all done terrible things, and if we don't do this now, then what was all that for? How like about that. we get into this battle sequence, yeah. because this should go pretty quick. Uh, how about we just air our grievances first? <laughs> 
grievances. I don't really have any. I don't have <laughs> any. Why does this, the Empire this... have things on tapes? Why is the thing that Princess Leia gives R2 so much smaller than the original thing? That's well, not why is there just no, a not. random bridge well, with the uh... thing that powers the entire satellite? Where did that come from? What structural design choices does that, like, what sense does that make? That's so First, Where was yeah, the TIE fighter that was in the, the promotionals? Yeah, that's I, really petty. <laughs> I, first, first an Obi Wan reference. Oh, yes. Yeah, with the Obi Wan uh, and a Leia reference. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's I, like that. I appreciate that because yeah, it serves it serves to actually connect to the rest of the saga, which is something they do very little of. In Are you kidding movie. me? With the end of this movie, connecting yeah, look, it to the, the, movie end, end. the end sets it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it doesn't need to be like it's well, its own movie. I would have rather had this yeah. film be its own film. It is. Its well, own I'm not saying I didn't like the end scene. I love and like, the end scene. And like scene three, C three PO and R two. Like I didn't need that. Oh, I love that! Come on! Like, okay, when that <laughs> happened, I was... Like, this time around, I was like, God damn it, 3PO! I was yeah. so... Like, I was conflicted, because on one hand, like, 3PO, shut up. <laughs> on the other hand, like, yeah, like, yay, there are some Star Wars characters! Um, but <laughs> also... Even if it's the one I hate the most. <laughs> <laughs> right! But also, like, it took, it's took me out of the movie so much. Like, you see yeah. these characters with iconic designs and bright colors, and... It's just like, why does that fit in this movie? Like, why are they there? I like, just, pick I whether know. you want it to be a Star Wars movie or not. I don't know, Logan. It's just feeling like you're just... It's just a thin just, connection. I feel like you're just not willing, it feels like, to accept new characters in Star Wars. I can accept new characters, but it's just... It's confusing. It, I feel like they don't know whether they want it to be, like, all new characters and just set in the same universe, or whether they want it to be, like, closely tied to... The rest of the I feel the like saga they film. I feel like they do a good job of t- doing both. Yeah, but the, because then you could throw that back on you and say that well, you liked Force Awakens and like that film didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't know if it wanted to be a new Star Wars movie or uh, one that just you know was a continuation and rehashing. Yeah. Well, yeah, gave you new characters yeah. that you never seen before and kind of. Set I mean, I agree with you on a lot of your points on Rogue One, but just I don't know. I've, I've just found that there were much more interesting characters in the Force Awakens, maybe, and also they had. Like, connections, rather than just, like, we're gonna set up this movie now. I don't, I don't think that's what they were doing in this movie at all. I think, okay, like, I'll give them props for, like, what they did with the idea, but I don't really think it's that interesting an idea oh, to begin with. Cool idea. Like, it's such a cool idea. The Death Star plans? It's, it's just, it's answering a question that I don't think anyone needed to be solved. Oh, I, I always thought it was I never story. needed that to be, I, need, I never needed yes. that question to I be I can answered. agree with you on that. I, I do not need any of these anthology movies. Yeah, I, I, I would like to keep my Star Wars episodic every three years so it's still, I still get really excited when the new one comes out. Oh, I, I, feel, I feel like, like it's becoming like, I disconnected oh, it's becoming, becoming like the anthology with the, with the... So do I. I feel and, like, and, maybe, and maybe that's what they wanted, but, but why have so any connections because uh, yeah. it's still the same universe uh, no I'm saying in terms of my mind getting excited for the the saga movies is still like I was I wasn't as excited for Last Jedi but I was still really excited for Last Jedi and yeah. I feel like my excitement level for Solo and Rogue One were about equal and my excitement for Force Awakens and Last Jedi were comparable even though you can't really compare the most hype I've ever been for like its sequel yeah. you know what I'm saying but like it was still a Star Wars you know I, I like that they're separating that and I think that's a good thing but this whole last 45 minutes on Scarif is just awesome. See, it's for me, cool this it. is where the film picks back up. But that's not really a testament to, like, um, 
great storytelling because this is all visuals and really cool action. Like I feel like I feel like you can't commend the movie and be like, oh, this is why it's a great movie because the last forty five minutes is filled with really good CGI. It becomes, yeah, but the actual story of the film is not great. But it becomes mm-hmm. a war then. Like that's like this is where it really kicks into war, where it's like there's no more like it's not story. It's just fighting and death and, and that's what and, like, and it's and it's know. action and it's action and it's, it's good visuals of they it looks it's it looks amazing. good visually it's so it good. looks very good i think the the thing with this movie is you either buy into the new characters and the first hour and a half sets you up and you connect to these characters enough to care in the last 45 minutes when they're in the action sure. or you don't and that's going to be the movie well and i feel like that's the thing is that and like, I these movies came out for people that wanted that expanded universe because i feel like disney is like since they said like no canon like the like the extended universe canon is gone the reason that they wanted to do these anthology movies is because they're saying well, people want to know what happened. No, let's tell them the truth. No, let's be honest here. The reason why they're making these movies is because of money. It's All right. Well, yeah, but then also the other reason. It, that's why anyone does anything. So let's right. skip but, to the secondary reason, yeah, but they which know, is they will for appeal, people. Yeah, they'll appeal to people, and yeah, I feel like it'll, you don't it'll have appeal to, to people watch make a billion the dollars. <laughs> well, exactly. But I'm saying you don't have to watch the anthology. Yeah, no, you don't. They have bum to. you out. No, but exactly. Like, and that's it's what, just to know more about the universe. And that's what's nice about these anthology movies. It's like it's this high budget, really well made stuff, and you can either choose to watch it or not it's up to you it's not like it, it ties into the original stuff but it's not dependent well, and, like, and it's I not... imagine that's how this new TV show will mm-hmm. be too yeah and yeah I love everything on this last battle it it, it does feel a little long I feel yeah. like it maybe did go on for a little too <laughs> long but um it's, it's entertaining enough for me but it's yeah. so entertaining and we get to a, a really impactful death the fourth death of the movie is K2SO I love yeah. his death scene I think it's really good it's when, he, when well. he says climb like I don't know I think I think Tudyk's acting voice acting is really good there yeah I, I love his like speech patterns it's mm-hmm. very robotic but at the same time also mm-hmm. very uh, human like yeah. I like that yeah I think I think these scenes these scenes leading up to when the the foot starts to you know shoe starts to drop and all the characters start to die I think that's a little too stretched out because that's like a solid 20-25 minutes that's yeah. a, that could have been 5 to 10 yeah. so like say what you will about the main characters and like whether you care about them or not like but the air assault we care about none of them. No, yeah, I'll right? do that. Like, I don't care about Red 5 getting shot down. Like, what was cool about that is they used... <laughs> I know, this is really, like, who cares? But, like, they used footage that they didn't use for A New Hope for, like, the Red Leader and Gold Leader and stuff. Okay. I thought that's just... I don't know. Wait, I just, how? Like, with... Just old footage. With, like, the characters' faces? Yeah, like, when they shows the cockpit shot of, like, Red Leader and, like, Gold Leader, it's stuff that you... So they, they from just, the like, got, got the faces. They got the old... No, they got the old... Those are just shots from A New Hope that they well, cut in. Well, they had to add a bunch of CGI to modernize it a lot. Mm-hmm. A little, but... Well, you have to do a lot. Like, yeah. the, like, because in this film, when you get this cockpit shot, there's a lot of shadows and the colors are so if much you, different. If you go back and watch it, actually, you can tell that they're different. Really? Yeah. Cause it's at like and it's at like a different angle from the old movies. I can yeah, no, I specifically noticed a difference. Like you can tell when it was the older shot and the newer really? shot. Okay, I, well, I, maybe that's going back. Were, and were you looking forward. out for? It yes, I was. The, okay, that's yeah. fine. But something cool about these space battle scenes. I was kind of researching the visual effects um, and how they did this film. And uh, forgive me because I don't know that much about like <laughs> technology, so it may sound like <laughs> I don't really know what I'm talking about. But they film these space bot these space battles with, like, an actual, like, handheld camera because they would use this technology where they would, like, project the scene 
and I don't really know like how, but they would get this camera and they would kind of they could move around the scene mm. so they could film it like it was handheld, that's which I thought was really neat. Yeah, that's cool. I was kind of researching it and it was pretty cool. Yeah. So Gareth Ed- Edwards actually or, filmed like or a lot Gilroy. Of, yeah, but he filmed like a couple of the yeah. space houses. And this is really the area where you see the difference between the tra- uh, trailers and the movie, like with the reshoots. Like I feel like a lot of this ending was probably Gilroy. Which yeah. is, um, which is, you know, I, I don't really care. It gave me a good movie, and this is. I want to talk about this scene because this is the scene that makes me cry every time I watch this movie, unless I'm physically holding myself back from doing so. I love Churret's death and the scene of of Baze holding him. Oh my god! When he starts saying, "I'm one with the force, the force is with me," I just almost lose it every time. Like there was one time I think like the last time I saw it in theaters, I was just bawling. Wow. I was bawling. See, I like this scene because out of all the characters, I was most connected to him. But I, I was not to the point of weeping, though. No. I'll say one thing about his death scene, and that's meh. Really? Oh my god. See, I not, think not, I lo- not good, not bad. When coupled with these really amazing amazing visuals, I, I do really enjoy it. I love how he's holding this the staff. He's kind of doing his like the little prayer thing. and just, You can see like just the bullets are like going past him. Just because like, I just love how you... This movie doesn't have much of the Force in it, but and yet it's still there. And I love how that's our one little moment of the Force besides Vader, where you just see like this like otherworldly like manipulation. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I like that. How they're gonna add the Force in, but they do it in a new way. Yeah, I like that a lot. And um, that was Death Number Five, and then we get Death Number Six. <laughs> Bodhi just goes out like a bitch, just sitting there like, huh? What's Yo, that? What does he even do? Yeah. I don't remember. He, he sets Bodhi. up the connection. He sets up the connection to be able to like beam it up. He's not memorable. Yeah. yeah. Bodhi, yeah, he's not an overly memorable he's character, bad. and he's the sixth death. Um, and then another death that's kind of meh is Baze's death. It's kind of like whatever. I like oh, it. I like that. I, I liked it enough. I love how he looks at Shirt at the end and then like gets like blown up. That's pretty good. It was sad. Um, but yeah, and um, through all this action, I think one of the coolest things that we get is that hammerhead ship. With how they ba- like use it like a battering ram and ram the one star destroyer. Into That's the awesome! Other. It's I so love it. cool. That's something from the EU that they brought in and Ooh. had in the movie for the first time. I thought. Yeah, I, I really, really, really like that. And that that moment when it goes quiet and you see the two star destroyers going down and the music kind of starts to swell a little bit. Oh, I love that moment. I think it's a great moment. And um, yeah, I really like this scene on the platform too, where um, Jin and Cassian and Krennic have that face off. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's a really good moment for Jin. I, it's a little cheesy when she's like, I am Jin Erso, daughter of Galen Erso. But I love it when Cassian's holding her back from, like, attacking Krennic. I like that he's like, no, no it's not worth it. Like, this you is, gotta go. You this know, is like really odd for me, Jin's kind of arc, because it really seems like she's gonna be, like, the main protagonist throughout the film. And I feel like, to some extent, she just sort of dies away. And she... I, I, felt, I felt like she was gonna be more, like... Like like strong female uh, lead, mm-hmm. which I th- I think she was to some extent, and then this whole last scene on Scarif, like they stick her in a mask and then she's just like following uh, Cassie and K two S O around, yeah. and, like and like the whole rooftop scene, like she gets she gets saved by Cassie mm-hmm. and like she just I feel like she just goes away from what she could have done. She does definitely fade away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, but I love like I love this ending when the, oh my god that shot when the Death Star shows up at Scarif and it's just the clouds and you can see that just the Death Star top over top of the clouds. That, was, yeah. that shot is so good. Yeah, I mean, visually, I don't yeah. really. It's so good, and um, 
I, I like how they resisted the temptation to have the romance between Cassian and Jin. Yeah, me too. Like how they gave me that too. little hint. Like it was a little hint. Like they held each other as they died and like held hands at the end before they died. But like I feel like you're with anyone and you see yes. their death coming, you're gonna be hugging them. Yeah. Like no matter who it is. Um. This is my problem with this end sequence. I, I, I do. I feel this emotion a lot when they die, and because uh, and, and you see the lights coming toward I them. I do really feel this, but I don't think I feel this emotion because of the amazing character development, the way I'm connected to them. It's because of the original Star Wars score. You could super import, in, impose that score on anything, and the scene would automatically be impactful. Like I could, hmm. I noticed that in the prequels, in the scenes where uh, Anakin and Padme are talking, they have really bad dialogue. I bought it because the music was beautiful and it really connected me. So I think if you take away this music, like I think it's powerful uh, visual storytelling. The, the visual, yes, but like story-wise, I'm not connected to them. I would agree. I would, I would get nothing out of this without yeah. Star Wars. Music. I'm connected to the characters. I think that's like the big disconnect. It's a big yes. Yeah. I was connected to them and I bought it. And what an awesome ending for Krennic. Of him just being there, like, I feel like embodies his character so much, just being there laying, and Tarkin pointed the gun so much to hit him on the top, <laughs> of, the the tower. top of the tower. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck you, Krennic, bam, I'm hitting you with the, the thing before anything else. Yep. Oh my god. It was perfect for Krennic, and like, I love Krennic, I just think that's... Right, like, he, he's being destroyed by his own, yeah. and what he's built. Yeah. And, and, I, it's, and it's, what someone else is taking credit for. Yeah, which is great! Yeah, which, no, which is really, I think that's that a works, really good turn for Krennic. And yeah, I love the ending for Jin and Cassie. I think it's really good. And I, I, like I said, I love how Diego Luna does it when he, when that first is right about to come over them, his eyes go wide, and I think that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that is cool. And that mush, uh, the mushroom crowd that kind of looks like a cinnamon bun, cinnamon roll. That's pretty fun too. Cinnamon. Yeah, so pop, was pop. this um, not a full test of the weapon? Because it doesn't no, blow up the entire thing. No, it was the same thing. Oh, as Jedi. I was like, where's yeah, the weapon power. potential? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we get. One of the best scenes in the series, period. Oh, it's man. such an amazing scene. Oh, man. This it's, scene. It's incredible. God, I love it. It, it was the reason to go to theaters multiple times for <sighs> yeah, me. Like, I was just like, I have to see this scene so many times on the big screen. I, I had know? chills. Oh, when, my God. When you 100%. just hear the breathing. And then, and then, then the lightsaber. Oh, ah! my goodness. <laughs> and then this, we've seen violence in Star Wars films, like in Revenge of the Sith. Nothing to this level. Mm -mm. No. When he... When he Throws the dude up in the ceiling, slashes him, oh slices this dude, stab. I was, oh my gosh, you realize the full like evilness of this guy. And this? the rebels, the, the guys that they got to play the rebels, sold the fear. Really they, they're just, I'm terrified yeah. in this scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's they, the scariest Vader's ever been. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, it, it seals his place as like one of the most dangerous people in the Star, yeah. Star uh, if not the most dangerous person in the Star Wars universe. I, I would how, argue. How did he go from that to the way that he that's fights? That's what I'm saying. Well, okay, right. that's what I'm so, saying. You like. People who say, like, oh, it doesn't fit with continuity, like, you are ruining one of the all best scenes Take for yourself. Take the scene for what it is. Like, it's just, so just enjoy this scene. It looks scene. cool, it's fun, but... Oh, wait, you don't like it that much? I think okay, okay, the music's I, great. Oh, I think I think I think acting is acting is good. Like the action is really cool. The I love the way it's shot when, when he just first opens his lightsaber. Yeah, it's great. That's so cool. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm just going to have a problem with that, but... That's just, oh, that, I don't don't let that don't let that little bit of continuity ruin the ruin the awesome scene. Oh, it's so good. Like like it's just such a cool moment. It's the most easily the most badass moment the Vader ever had. Top yeah. five, if not well, top yeah. three, moment Star in the Wars series. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say it's it's fantastic. And we get uh, you know, Leia here at the end. 
Um, I think it looks fine. Oh, I didn't mind this. Because yeah, number one, it's, it's in for like two seconds. It's two seconds. She says a line in. Yeah, I, you can't really tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's good. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I do like that. I think it's a touching ending. Yeah, I think it's good. It, it, I, th- it, I think it, they it, couldn't have just recast her like like Tarkin. No, they couldn't. No, definitely not. Um, at least not for for the younger Leia, especially like right up against the other movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Work. But um, so yeah, I think that's it. Wrap it up. Cool. Final thoughts, Brendan. Um, so th- while this movie has some problems, um. And, like, isn't quite as expanded as a normal Star Wars movie. I think you definitely have to take it as an anthology movie to really appreciate it. I think that, like, it's it's an extended universe movie. It, it's, it's the option to learn more about this galaxy far, far away. And I think that that's what you need to take it for when watching the movie. Um... Yeah, so I I enjoy watching this movie. I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy Solo when we review it in a couple weeks. Two weeks, um, a week and a half, a week and a half. Jeez. Oh, um, and I know when this is coming out. This is a good, it's a week from today. Week from today, today. we'll yeah. review. Okay. Look at that. Um, and then, and I'm sure I'll enjoy the Obi Wan movie and Which I all the other ones to come. When we get to the future uh, Star Wars. Episode, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. Um, but I, I mean, I I'm gonna give this movie a stone cold B. Really? Uh, yeah. Hmm. So I may have to lower my rating. No, just <laughs> no. It's just weird because okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So I don't like I said. I don't really need these anthology movies. Um, but um, I, I, I although it may sound like I'm really hating on this movie a lot. I like I it's a, it's a decent film. Like it's. Um, it, it's it's fun at times. It's visually amazing. The storytelling lacks, dialogue lacks, but you know I think it's you know it, it's it's fun. It's fun. Um, I'm gonna give it a um, uh, B minus. Yeah, I mean I think I've said most of what I want to say about this movie already. It's my last thought is kind of it's. This is probably really similar to something that I said about A New Hope, but it's it just a thousand times more true. It's like if you tried to have Star Wars without any of the cool things about Star Wars. It's just, I feel that it completely lacks Lucas's creativity, no colors, no cool, like, no distinctive looks or personalities for the characters. And I just felt that it didn't know what it wanted to be. Like, either make it a Star Wars movie or don't. And look, like, for a war movie set in space, I think I think it's it's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with this. I... Think it's a very average movie as as a as a war movie. Um, you know, visual is good. I don't have a problem with that. But just please don't call it Star Wars. Don't call this a Star Wars movie, please. I think I'm going to give this a uh, movie a C, um, which is so that's the same as what I gave. Attack of Clones. Yeah, same as what I gave Attack of the Clones. I think I would rather watch Attack of the Clones than this. I I Whoa. would I would never. Whoa. I would not watch Rogue One just like. In my spare time, like looking for something to do, like maybe I'll watch Rogue One. I don't find it that enjoyable. I think there are, there are parts of Attack of the Clones that'll that'll make it good. But yep, so see. Oh, I I love this movie. I think I've I've made my points clear enough. This is a top five Star Wars mo- movie for me. Um, yeah, I like this more than Revenge of the Sith. I like this more than Ret- I like this actually a decent amount more than Return of the Jedi. Um, I then you can go back and listen to the Return of the Jedi podcast Ooh. when I I'm the dissenter on that one. Um, yeah, everything about this movie works really for me, except for small things like, you know, I'm, I'm maybe not a small thing, uh, you know, Jin wasn't the greatest character, and Forrest Whitaker was a little weird. There was a little pacing problems in the middle, but besides that, unlike you two, Matt and Logan, I connected these characters, 
I really connected to the story. Um, I love the ensemble aspect. I love that this is a war film set in Star Wars. I know that you don't like that, that it's two separate things, but I love how these anthology movies seem like they're giving us genres in a bigger universe. It's very similar to what the MCU does, where they give you, you know, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, two very separate type of types of movies in the same universe, and I really appreciate that and what this does for this movie. And, you know... Brennan, you said like, oh, it's this anthology thing. Like, you can see it or you can't. Or you don't. You don't like. You don't have to see it. Like, yeah, you don't have to see it, but you should. Like, this is a good movie. If you enjoy war movies, you should see this movie. If you enjoy Star Wars movies, you should see this movie. It's gonna have things. The Vader scene specifically. It'll. Star Wars fans, you'll see something that you've always wanted to see in this movie. Non-Star Wars fans, where you're just like, meh, I don't know. I kind of like Star Wars, but it's whatever. This will deliver. A great action movie, great war film for you with some good heart in it. Um, and I think this movie's really good. It's not quite, um, you know, Empire, um, Force Awakens, you know, A New Hope for me. So I'm going to give it an A- because I do think it has flaws. But I, I really enjoy this movie and I think it's very well done. Um, so I guess real quick we'll talk about our contest that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, we're halfway through the contest roughly or around. Um, it'll go until we release Solo, which will probably be... Probably be a week from when you're hearing this. Ish. Um, so, prerequisites for what to get uh, to enter into the contest for The Last Jedi Blu-ray, you got to, really easy, give us a five-star review on iTunes and either share us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, whichever one that you uh, use the most, and whoever gets the most shares, retweets, um, will win the copy of The Last Jedi. So um, Tag us in your posts. So yeah, we didn't want to make it anything like too hard for you guys. You don't have to pay any sort of money or anything like that. That's why it's a contest and it's free. We're the ones paying the money. So um, It's super easy. It's super easy. We just want to kind of, you know, get ourselves out there. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed, enjoyed our debate... Yes. Um, if you enjoyed this debate, come back next week yeah. for The Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh, it's yes. going to be even more intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you like debate podcasts, another one to go check out is uh, Justice League. Uh, me and Logan on separate uh, on the opposite end, or Batman. Yeah. Superman, so actually, very similar in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, except just opposite people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're this is our ninth uh, Star Wars podcast. If you guys have been listening to all of them, thank you a lot. Cool. If you're just jumping in on random episodes, you know we appreciate you guys listening. So I hope you guys check out some more because you might like them. Yeah, yeah. you might like them. Um. Yeah. If you, if you unexpectedly don't think that anyone's going to care about in the original trilogy and have a different opinion, listen to Return of the Jedi. I'm not. I, I like it. I gave it. A, I give it a B plus, but like it's not. We get a little debate on that podcast, which is fun. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matt. I'm Logan, and we'll be back in a couple days with the Last Jedi. Sure will. See yes. you guys. See you. Been the Cinema Talk podcast. Bye. Bye. So if you guys I'm have ever, I piss and shit all over the place. Nice. Fuck you, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping that in. No, we're, we're not. Nothing. No, no we're not. cut that.